You've eaten Gotham's wealth, its spirit, but your feast is nearly over. This is not my hole. It's an operating table. And I'm the surgeon. Why aren't you laughing? From this moment on, none of you are safe. Welcome to the Batman Book Club, a podcast exploring the Dark Knight Library. I'm your host, Ryan Lauer. The Batman Book Club is a proud member of the Batman Podcast Network, hosted by Batman on Film. Just go to batmanonfilm.com, click on the podcast link, and you'll see a whole list of other Bat-related shows that also love to dive into other nerdy subjects we all love to frolic about in our free time. The Batman Book Club is also on Patreon. If you like what you hear with the show and you want to help support the show to keep the Wayne Manor study generators going. You can do that at patreon.com slash the Batman BC and a huge shout out to a new supporter, Lee Ankrit. Lee, thank you so much for helping support the Batman book club. Now, thank you for listening to episode number 86 Gotham by gaslight. Now joining me is the editor in chief of Batman on film. He's also the gumbo guru of Texas. It's Mr. Bill Jet Ramey. Bill, welcome back to the Batman Book Club. Hey now, how are you? <laughs> oh, it's been a while. <laughs> I've I've done social hours with you, and we I haven't yes. heard a good hey now in a while. <laughs> yes, we've done we do social hours. It's been a when's the last what's the last uh, book club I've done with you? Last one was um, Joker's Five Way Revenge. Joker's Five Way Revenge. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. That yes, was a good yes, one. So. And then before yeah, that was, was uh, Detective Number Twenty Seven. Yep, Michael by your friend Michael Uslan. Yes, Mr. You. And yep. then before Mr. that you. was um wow, this is the fourth time already. Because because the first one was uh oh my gosh, I remember recording it with you, but I'm I'm going blank. I am too. Oh uh Batman one hundred or not one hundred. Batman one hundred, yes, yeah. Paul Year one hundred. There we go. Year one hundred, yep. All right, you've got a you got a nice um got a nice list going here. Some good books. Some of my yeah, favorites. Some good ones. Uh, before we dive into this one, you said good books. What's some Batman that you've been reading lately? I well, Batman the Imposter has yes. been was fantastic. Uh, read the third is, third and final issue. It's not out yet. I believe that's out. What next Tuesday, the fourteenth? Yep. Because yep. I was looking to read it again. I couldn't find. It. I had to go. Hey, hey, what date was that again? Because I'm looking to. I wanted to read it one more time. Um, that was just great, you know. And I, mm-hmm. like I said, it's, I, it's like it's the closest comic book thing that DC is going to put out to the Batman because uh, they're not doing a you know a comic book adaptation. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, the, the Imposter is fantastic. Anybody listening, I would rec- I highly recommend it. Get it when it comes out. It comes out right. Ironically, I mean, come on now. Like, like this was planned. It comes out right before. Um, uh, uh, the Batman comes out. It comes out mm-hmm. in February. Um, the Batman comes out on March fourth. The The Imposter, the hardcover collected edition, comes out uh, right before that in late February. So, yeah. read reading that. I read the new Batman, uh, which your ep- your uh, I said your episode. Your review is up <laughs> on Batman on Film. I had stopped reading it for the last probably I missed what six eight issues, at least at least six. Uh, during that whole fear state uh-huh. uh, storyline, I just it just lost me. And uh, 
I uh, enjoyed reading the new one. I believe, what's it, 118? Yep. And uh, with the new creative team. Not a huge fan of, uh, I wasn't a big fan of the Batman Inc. period. And this kind of, this story kind of uh, is going that direction. But it's it's different than what Grant Morrison was doing, I think. So mm-hmm. um, if, it's a, if it's just one story telling this, you know, Batman, you know, he's out of Gotham. And if it's just, just one thing and he comes back. Okay, I'm cool with that. I don't want Batman globetrotting for the next 10 years in, in the flagship title. So those there you two. Go. Uh, Batman 89, number four. Okay. I read the latest one of that. I'll just plug my review. It's up on Batman on film. So those those what's that's those are the um what's coming come up uh, Thanks, in my mind right off the bat. I just started the uh, one dark night. Yeah, by so, uh, Jock. Yeah, right when the imposter ends, we've got a new three-issue black label series in that yeah um, oversized format, which I love that format, uh, the yes. magazine format and stuff. So yeah, I'm really excited to dive into that one too. Batman 118 was, I don't know if it's just I like to be positive. Uh, yeah, I don't know if it's just because I haven't enjoyed Batman in quite a long time mm-hmm. that. And this one, I said, all I needed was just for it to be okay. And I would be relieved. And <laughs> okay. I, I loved it. I just flat out loved it. I think it was a great start. Um, I thought the, I mean, I don't want to spoil anything, but there's just Batman moments that they showed here. Uh, the vibe but, is completely different from yes, where Batman had ended up the last, what, year, maybe? Yeah, yeah, the last year, like right yeah. after Joker War ended, which was last yeah. November. Um, okay. Yeah. And yeah, the, the, the center action piece in this issue I thought was really fun. Mm -hmm. Um, the Batman Inc. I'm parts of that. I really liked other parts. I was kind of like, eh, but with this story, I kind of like, it's, it's just, it's an interesting concept, I think. And it's going to take, I do like, yeah, I like the historical, you know, the, sure. The, you know, the, uh, league of Batman, things with El Gaucho and, mm-hmm. you know, some of the others that, you know, Knight and Squire. I don't, I, that's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. I'm just, I, I, that whole premise of Batman Inc where Bruce Wayne's funding, you know, comes out, I've been funding Batman and all this and Batman's this, this like, um, you know, this crime fighting conglomerate worldwide. I just, I like my Batman local and Gotham. Status and, quo st- Batman. And, and street level and, Gritty and grounded and, you yeah. know, well, yeah. that's, you know, yep. you know, you know what I'm saying? I'm with you. I hear yeah. you. And I, I think that this one will just be a little different because it's a, it's a basically a murder mystery Batman's solving. Yes. Um, which will make it different than what we read with Batman before. But I mean, we'll see. And the, it's only four issues, which makes yeah. it a nice small arc. So, yeah, um, I like, the, I do like the Batman ink. Uh, Batman suit, bat suit. Yeah, I do like that suit. So that yellow oval was showing. There's up. not too. There's not too. I, you know, I'm actually. Uh, even though I grew up with the yellow oval, I'm a just. I'm the the big bat across the chest. Bat across preference guy. Is that gotcha? If that, if that makes any sense. It does. I like that. I'm, yeah. I don't know that I can pick a favorite. Yeah, <laughs> I've got the yellow oval on stuff all over the place, but um, yeah, I like just the black on material, but. Let's move along now to All right. story you chose. Batman Gotham by Gaslight. 
by Brian Augustine, illustrated by Mike Mignola. Uh, it was released in 1989 in a regular or a prestige format. Um, t- it did not have Elseworlds printed on it, but many it classify this as the first DC Elseworlds story. It's been since released, collected in a, a trade with its sequel, Master of the Future. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been collected uh, recently. They released a hardcover deluxe edition that had those two stories, plus some other DC stories where the uh, Gotham by Gaslight Batman pops up. Uh, it's been collected and released in their noir edition. It's available digitally. Bill, you've shown me because we're looking at each other talking, but why don't you mm-hmm. tell the the good folks which version you grabbed to read? I have a first printing original that Woo! I bought. I did not. I bought this in 1989. I did not. Hell buy yeah. it off of eBay, or I didn't go to the comic shop and get a used copy. And the story behind it is, and if you are a, if you followed Batman on film, and if you know anything about my story, there was a period when I was in high school and college that I kept my Batman fandom secret. <laughs> I've heard a lot of people say this yeah. from back in the I'm day. The, Apparently, it wasn't not. The, I, I am not the only one. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's just completely different nowadays where it is actually quote unquote cool, you know, mm. to like Batman and all this comic book stuff. So, I mean, it wasn't like that in the, when I was growing up and, uh, anyway, uh, of course, Batman 89 came out in 1989 and that was like the turning point really of, uh, Batman being, extremely cool in the mainstream in the pop culture world. And so I ventured back into the comic book shop, uh, right prior to Batman 89 coming out. Uh, I used to read comics. I'd go to the mall and go to Walden books and stand there, you know, stand there and pull them off the rack and read them and put them back. Uh, and I actually, and I, that's, and I went to the comic book shop because of Batman 89 and bought a bunch of, stuff that I had missed in the, during the eighties. And, uh, this was one of them, Gotham by Gaslight. And I just remember being really struck by the, um, the fact that it was, uh, Batman in a different, it was, it's, mm-hmm. it's a very traditional, very Batman-y Batman story, <laughs> but it's set in, you know, Victorian era of, of history in Gotham city, mm-hmm. which was, I, and I had never seen anything like that with Batman. You know, the closest yeah. that I'd seen to Batman being different than just the regular, uh, comic books that come out was dark Knight returns, but that was still c- contemporary, you know, yeah. this one. Yeah. And like you said, there wasn't no else worlds title then. And this, you know, is a, historically considered the first else worlds title and it's one of my favorite Batman stories and I spent years wanting to see an uh, animated adaptation of it and finally got that which was cool yeah yeah is now does that have a green border around it on the cover yes yes okay yes. that's what I I've seen pictures yeah. of that but I mean and I'm showing you now and I'm sure you've seen before like they've redid mm-hmm. it to where it's yeah. black and then you've even yeah. got whatever that like a uh, box around a tale of the Batman Above the yes. Gotham by Gaslight, that's, yeah, too. that's it's that's the that's what it's um, labeled, a tale of the Batman, and they changed that up too on the on the trade that they further yeah. released, and I mean I think that's just the the number one indicator to me always of like oh that's the real deal 
when it's yeah. got that across the top and it's green. I mean, I think looking back, when you see, you know, Gotham by Gaslight and you see Batman in this strange but familiar costume, mm-hmm. uh, you know, they're kind of like reminding people this is a tale, this is a Batman story, even though it yeah. may not look like what you're used to. So, yeah, it's one of my favorites, man. Nice. Well, my the version I got, I mean, it showed... I think the the copyright of it was that it was printed in 2006. Um, the version I have, but I mean, it's the soft trade paperback that collects both mm-hmm. that collects both stories uh, that a lot of people are familiar with. And I think you just kind of answered it of the first. time. When was the first time that you read Gotham by Gaslight? Summer was, of yeah, summer of eighty nine. Summer of eighty nine. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, I think mine was mine was definitely. I mean, ugh, when did I get this? Maybe 2007, 2008. So I was a little a little behind, but that was Okay. Well, that's when I started, you know, I was in college, I was working and I had some money. I was going to the comic shop cuz I was finally living around comic shops and basically buying any book that I could afford that was Batman. And I mean, on the back of this it was 12.99. So for a college kid, 12.99 is like, "Oh, that, I can afford that," you know. Yeah. <laughs> now I think you've mentioned this one before, but oh, when I asked if you'd like to return, why did and you said yes? Why did you choose Gotham by Gaslight? It's one of, as I said, it's it's, it's one of my favorite Batman stories. Period. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's in my top five for sure, um, and that's the main reason. I just I enjoy talking about it. It's not, mm-hmm. and I like talking about things that are stories that may be that I love that are sometimes maybe considered obscure. Mm-hmm. Like when we talked about Batman 251, everyone knows the cover, you know? Yeah. It's, it's, it's a, it's maybe, gosh, is it the most famous Batman cover of all time? It's, it's one of them for sure. As, right. I, I'd say, um, I mean, aside from detective 27 and yeah. Batman number one. Yeah. Then maybe Joker's five way, but I mean, maybe th- that's a trifecta. I mean, I think you could argue for each one's case of those yeah. are those to me. I mean, I'm not Mr. Mr. You who wrote an article for Batman on film and said, I think his top five or, but uh, I would definitely argue that that's definitely one of the most popular covers. Yeah. It's just, uh, but, but you know, but a lot of people hadn't read the story, the Joker's five way revenge. They know yeah. the cover. I'm a Batman fan. Have you read the Joker's five way revenge? Huh? Oh, I know that cover. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. So I think with Gotham by Gaslight, Gotham by Gaslight is a pretty well-read Batman story, though. I feel like it's highly regarded a lot, too. It is. People always have positive things to say about it. Yeah. So, I mean, this is one of my favorites, and it's not an obscure, you know, it's not, um, it's a lot of people have read it. So, I mean, I'm not, you know, if you're listening to this, you, you probably read it. Yeah. If you haven't, I'm going to I'm convince you very, very quickly. <laughs> go read to, it. To go out and go read it. Yeah. And we're going to spoil it. So if you haven't yeah. read it and you don't want it spoiled, go read yeah. it. It's a quick read. Yeah. It's like I mean, I need pages and it came then come out, back and listen. It's been, you know, 30, almost 33 years. I think. Okay. <laughs> I think well, you've had plenty of time uh, to read it. So yeah, we're going to spoil it. Go spoil the hell out of it. So, um, I was telling you beforehand, for some reason, I always 
because I don't know the last time that I read this story. It it mm-hmm. probably was when the animated movie came out, uh, because I, of course, when a, you want to read and compare and contrast the animated adaptation with the source material. Uh, but before that, I don't know the last time that I read this, and I don't know why I thought that the the whole book, my whole trade here, was all Gotham by Gaslight. And then when I opened mm-hmm. it and I looked, I'm like, oh wait, 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 it's kind of split in half. So, oh wow, the Gotham by Gaslight is even shorter than I remembered. So then I was wondering how much story that they fit in, and I think the story in 48 pages, like it moves pretty well, and. I think the pacing is right on. Uh, it's mostly dialogue. There's there's not a ton of, you know, inner inner dialogue going and explanation kind of narration mm-hmm. and stuff. And I, like you said, a Victorian area era of Gotham. I think those that is a great setting for a Gotham story. So the, absolutely, the, yeah. The idea in which in the recently released deluxe edition, Brian Augustine wrote a quick introduction on he and Mark Wade basically came up with the idea of Gotham by gaslight because Wade had been doing the secret origins for characters and they had to come up with an idea for an annual. And somehow they came up with different time period Gotham, but same Batman. Uh, and, and they felt like the, the Victorian era of it. And I, I don't know when in that seed that they were like, what if Jack the Ripper, the, the idea of Jack the Ripper to me mm-hmm. is is kind of fascinating because mm-hmm. of all of the different theories and the fact that it was never caught, the list of suspects, the the arguments for suspects and all of that. And I think that the the paranoia and um kind of like how the scary environment you would feel at that time period. And so to bring that into Gotham and then you have Batman hunting down that serial killer, I think. Mm-hmm. That's that's a that's just an awesome concept, I think. Yes, absolutely. Because we also get a resolution too. I mean, if they left it open ended, I don't know. That'd be a totally yeah. different, <laughs> a totally different story. But I mean, it 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 tracks too that Batman. I mean, he goes not as hardcore detective in the story, but I mean, he does put two and two together and ultimately deduces. You know. And what's so great about it also is, I mean, you could take this story mm-hmm. and it could be in the pages of a Batman comic book with modern setting, you know, just change the Jack the Ripper. It could be a serial killer. He's still, I mean, it just shows you how, how grounded Batman is. You know, yeah. we, we get lost. I think the movies, the movies have added to this, you know, that Batman is, as just this dude with all these gadgets and stuff and technology, but Batman is really great. Really. When you take a lot of that away and it's one of the things, you know, uh, in the, in the, the modern comics, the today's comics, I'm sure it'll change at some point, but you know, Batman, Bruce Wayne being stripped of his wealth mm-hmm. and Batman being very, street level and having to be like, go back to his roots, if you will, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it's just it, the, the gadgets and stuff get a little bit. It's kind of a crutch, you know, sometimes. Yeah. And I mean, I, and I like that, of course, when I yeah. see, you know, the dark Knight, he's got the, the tumbler and then the bat pod bursts out of the tumbler, mm-hmm. you know, and, and then 
using the sonar, creating that as a tool. And all of that is, it can be fun and it's cool, but it's also great to see you can strip that away and the core of the character is still there. Yes. You take yeah. 1889 Batman in Gotham. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have any of that stuff because it wasn't even created at the time. And yeah. he's just using his mind and his strength. And it he's still Batman. And, yeah. I, and I love that as one of the, you know, the quick two page montage uh, that they have in this story that is just showing him basically just kicking ass and, you know, catching you up to speed to show time is passing. The myth mm-hmm. of of Batman is uh, is spreading around Gotham in the in the old papers. In the old Gotham Guardian, but mm-hmm. yeah, I, the 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 grounded Batman, which <clears throat> I mean, it's a discussion more for Batman on film than in the Batman book club. But the grounded approach, some you know, pushback on that is that we've already seen that we should go to the more fantastical. Uh, others love much more grounded. I think for me, especially in this story, if Oh, what do you want to say? If the serial killer actually ended up being a man bat and spreads his wings and Batman then fights a monster, it would take away a little bit. And I'm like, yeah, I know it's a comic book, oh, but now it's yeah. getting a little bit. Silly. Yeah, we've got a yeah. such a street level murder um, in in a time period also. And I know I just keep talking about the time period. It's like they create so many restrictions too, to where you have to center on the the core of the character of Batman because mm-hmm. he doesn't can't go on the internet and look up whatever can't um, bug whatever it's just you got to deal with the evidence that's presented to you so um, I think I've said enough about the time period so let's talk about Batman Bruce Wayne himself what did you think ultimately when I mean because we see it a little bit in silhouette on the cover but what did you think of his his suit and I, I I have to admit, going back into my my 1989 brain, yeah, it it, it kind of took me aback because you know you had this, oh gosh, even then you I mean Batman looked had looked basically the same uh-huh. for forever without any huge comic book changes, mm-hmm. and you know just the and then I was just drawn to the um, simplicity of it, you know. Yeah. Uh, you know, that it's clearly something he made. I like, you know, my, like my favorite, one of my favorite scenes is when, you know, when, when Bruce Wayne first comes back to the manor and he meets Alfred and, uh, he says, is it still here, Alfred? And Alfred says, it's been waiting for you. And you just see that you see the suit, you know, hang, yeah. I guess on a mannequin or whatever. Uh, you know, and then after that, you know, we start seeing Batman doing Batman shit. Yep. <laughs> so yeah i mean i really like it i like i mean i've come to love it i've got a uh a uh what i want to call it i don't want to call it a toy an action figure an action figure there you okay. go okay <laughs> i have i have the gotham by gaslight um action figure i'm not sure with, uh, which the manufacturer of it but is that Mattel? i have that is it in the blue Might package i you know that is one of the few uh, of, uh, that I have actually taken out of the box and have Bill, have on display. It lost all of its yes. value. I, most <laughs> I've got, I, most of my keep in the box, and I mean I know like people have given me you know take those things out of the box, but I have a hard time doing that with the uh, especially with these McFarlands, which I really like a lot. But 
I get into it. I'm going to get off on a whole new tangent, but yeah, well, I sometimes like the in the, in the yeah. package itself, they, it actually looks cool in the package yeah. with the designer like, on the package. Yeah. So I absolutely. Get so yeah, I, um, but yeah, I like it. I like the high collar. I like the, you know, I like the Cape mm-hmm. has, it's more or less become, it's like one of those old Victorian area, you know, era, you know, high collar yeah. jackets they wore back, back then, you know, um, mm-hmm. Hell, seventies Elvis would have would have really loved <laughs> loved loved that that cape slash jacket. Oh my gosh, well. what's it? I'm going blank. It reminds me instantly as if he's got you know in football uh, a neck roll. Yeah, yeah, something you know similar to that. Which I know. Yeah. I mean the the Batman. I mean it looks that little part yeah. there is similar. When, seems similar. And that's what I always think of. Here. That first the first time that first shot of. Uh, Pat Robert Pattinson, you know the camera test, quote unquote, that we saw. Uh-huh. What was that? What that was like five years ago, wasn't it? <laughs> it was. <laughs> I think I was in my twenties when that first came out, and I saw the collar. That's what it remind. It reminded me. I said, "Okay, they're going." That's a little Gotham by Gaslighty, a little yeah. maybe a little nod, but it's also it's clearly something. I thought of a neck roll in football because you know I was a football sure. coach and I played football and. I was thinking that's something probably that he constructed in the suit to help protect him, you know, from having you know, having his freaking neck broke yeah. going backwards, you know. So, yeah. and I, I think a lot of people, I haven't come across it. Doesn't mean it doesn't exist, but I think the criticism of it would be with the eye, with the eye holes, because they do mm-hmm. seem quite large and oh he, and yes he doesn't yeah. do the makeup and it's not white lensed but my what do i want to say and which that's actually commented on in the master of the future story but in in this one it's like he's he's in shadows and uh he's not when he's too close it's because he's beaten ass so nobody's really it, being like it, hey it, your it eyes looks are blue. It, yeah it looks like um well, he could have took some coal dust and you know that, rubbed, it, yeah. rubbed it around his eyes. God, this, we don't, this book sucks. Yeah, <laughs> they, didn't, they didn't get the design right. But uh, um, hell, you know, looking at it now because I I took it out yesterday and reread it a couple times. Man, that cow looks a bit like the Batman cow, doesn't it? Okay, so there's in that whole montage part, and you get a close up. Yeah. Most of his face is in shadow, but you even see stitching up around the forehead of the suit. Yes. And that, yeah. hmm, what's that yeah. look like yeah. in contemporary times, you know? Yeah. Um, so I, in moving with the story, I, I think it's it's also kind of fun for the, the little nods in which, you know, the first time we see Bruce, he's talking to Sigmund Freud. Um, that's just like that's interesting that's brian augustine yeah. doing his you know his research on the time period mm-hmm. and making that work i love when bruce gets to gotham and he's talking to gordon and he talks about the loon who took some of his own poison and then they mm-hmm. gets the the mug shot and it's the joker yeah. yeah that's pretty fun um which that that part for me for some reason made me think like that page. I don't know if it's the coloring and the design. It made me think of uh, Uslan's Detective Number Twenty Seven. Yes, 
yeah. the vibe, the the art, the coloring, and yeah. stuff just made me made me think of that, which is which is pretty cool. Um, I like, yeah, and I like happy looking Jasper, eh? You know, yeah. it's just <laughs> the language, yeah, the language one. <laughs> happy looking Jasper, eh? Yeah. Uh, let's see. So the the mystery of do you? We're talking almost thirty three years ago. Mm-hmm. Do you remember by any way of, oh yeah, who uh, the identity of the killer is? I do. And, but when you read it, were you able to figure it out before it was revealed? Ah, I got you. Yeah, I asked that uh, wrong. <laughs> I got you. No, I did not. Um, I luckily... I think, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I think that I know that I didn't read it or looked. I didn't, I might have thumbed through it, but I didn't do any pre-read read. Sure. Yeah. At the comic book shop. So I got to read it from, from, you know, square one. No, no spoilers. Mm-hmm. And so, no, I really, I don't, re- I don't remember thinking, oh, I know who this is, you know, well before. You know it well enough now that when you just reread it for this discussion, yeah, you remembered, because yeah, I'll, we'll get to it and comment on how the the movie um, took some liberties itself. But I thought mm-hmm. in rereading it this time, it kind of felt it can't be anybody else mm-hmm. before the reveal, even mm-hmm. if and and it I do appreciate and enjoy the the fact they peg bruce wayne because yeah you line it up it does look very suspect that hey bruce while you were over in london mm-hmm. there were five killings uh you left they stopped oh now similar style killings are happening in gotham and you're in gotham mm-hmm. well it just makes total sense that mm-hmm. this was bruce wayne yeah uh but it's actually <gasps> spoiler uncle jacob wait uncle Jack. Yes. Jack, not Jacob. Uncle Jack. Uh, which, I mean, it adds up. Yeah. In the lore of Batman, have you ever come across an Uncle Jack? No. Okay. I don't think so either. Uh, and it, I mean, the his, it's interesting. And in, we get Jack the Rippers. <laughs> well, then there you go. Jack the Ripper. It's yeah. I, <laughs> you know, you look back in, in hindsight, in retrospect and go, oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I see all I, this, but I, reading it, I don't. I just. I don't remember going. I remember being at the end going, okay. Mm-hmm. Maybe it didn't. It did, maybe it wasn't like this huge, big ass huge twist that just you know never saw. You know, you could say, oh, I never saw that coming. But, but yeah, I mean, I, I, I guess. I guess because I was also, I'm also a, uh, I don't want to call it, I'm a fan of it, but I'm interested in the whole Jack the Ripper, mm-hmm. you know, um, yeah. story. And I've watched documentaries and read books and I've, you know, I even watched, you know, I've like, you know, I've read from hell and saw the movie and everything. But anyway, um, I guess the fact that I was maybe, maybe what I was expecting it to the the killer to be one of the actual suspects from history mm-hmm. to show up at the end. Yeah. That, that added to the, um, 
And well, and, and you know, and I'm again looking back. I mean, Bruce and and Uncle Jack weren't the only two damn people on that ship coming yeah. back from from Gotham from London anyway. So you know, well, and they 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 played up a little bit too of, and I forget the wording, but kind of you know, Bruce is a young rich man. He's into some weird shit. He's probably yeah. weird. Uh, that they use that as their, without their evidence, it's just, well, you know, mm-hmm. he was over there at the time. He's over here at the time. He's probably into some weird stuff, but I like, oh yeah, we get a nice uh, Harvey Dent name drop when he's, when Bruce is on trial. That goes pretty fast. Uh, yes. But I mean, we get an Arkham Asylum and Bruce is an Arkham. I like the old bait and switch with him and Alfred. <laughs> yeah. But I, I like the the way that Bruce puts it together is, a, you know, it's a fun history right up your alley. Mm-hmm. But doing a looking back through history as Bruce is looking at, some, you know, some old pictures and and realizes the. The symbol during. During a Civil War picture and the symbol that's on one of the flags. And then yeah. that symbol was on one of the murder knives mm-hmm. there in Gotham. And so then he just started piecing it together. And, mm-hmm. and we find out old Uncle Jack is the Ripper and his motivations are jealousy. Oh, Thomas Wayne. And he mm-hmm. hired he hired this this Elseworlds version of Joe Chill. Mm-hmm. Um but then he's he's a little I mean, he's a little kooky, too, though, because I actually reading it this time, I think when he first arrived in Gotham and uh, when Jack did, but you're getting like the the city tour and you're mm-hmm. reading like some narration and stuff and some inner thoughts. Yeah. I thought that was Batman. And at first I was reading that in the sense of like it's Batman and the city's calling for him to take up the suit and. And all of that. And then I think I got like a page or two later and I was like, wait, wait, that doesn't add up. So then I went back and read it and like, oh, this is from the perspective of Jack the Ripper. And that made a lot more sense. But he's got like almost this. You think that he's referring to Gotham as, you know, the she and the her. Mm-hmm. But then you see in his revelation mm-hmm. of his motivations, like, oh, no, no, this is Martha. Mm-hmm. Is Martha's lapping at him and the laughter and he yeah. can't get the stop. And I think yeah. once you get that mindset and you go back and read some of this stuff, it's it's chilling. It's interesting. It's it, it's well done yeah. by Augustine. It's um it's something even though you read it the first time and you you know the you know the the villain, you know who you know the identity of Jack the Ripper, you go back and read it. And it's not like you miss things, but you kind of go, oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. You know, it's, 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 there's more to the story. It's more interwoven and there's, yeah, hints and little things all along the way that you, that you don't think about because you don't know the outcome. But once you know the outcome, you go back and that's what makes it, I think, sometimes for me, at least, it's always been fun to pick it up. I don't know, once a year or something and, yeah. and read it, you know, which is surprising. Cause as I, as I said, it, it's a story that I feel goes quick. It's a quick mm-hmm. story. I don't think it's too deep. 
you know, like you mentioned imposter towards the beginning of the of the episode. And, you know, you compare one of those 48 page issues mm-hmm. to Gotham by Gaslight. And it's very mm-hmm. the level, the depth is much different. But like you said, too, you, you kind of pick up on things and you're feeling how it's interconnected. And I mean, just it's really well done. Which uh, I don't think that's hyperbole. absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> It's really well done. There's a review for the back of the book, <laughs> the next trade. It's really yeah. well done. It's um, it's, it's good. It's kind of good. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's kind of good. Okay, um, Batman story. Uh, I mean, is there any other points you want to touch up on? I think it's uh, poetic. Also, that they end up at the Wayne tombstone. Yeah. And that's where he meets his demise. Um, I think Mignola does a really cool, like great job of, he puts Batman in shadows a lot. Yes. In a lot of this, at least half, like half covered. Um, the big chase at the end, a lot of him is you know, like his heads in silhouette or we have his, I don't know. We just, it keeps him effective of really playing with shadow. I think. Yes, it's yeah, it is. And I love the final the final page, you know. Yes. Um it's I mean, without I guess it's God. I want to I want to say it's kind of it's kind of Batman Begins Joker card, but there's no Joker card. It's just it's kind of like it's um you know, their way of saying that you know, the story continues, you know, yeah. it, it goes on. Batman, Batman on a gargoyle. Give me Batman, that all the Batman time. Can, <laughs> yeah. Bat, th- this wasn't, this is when the, wasn't the end of this Batman and there were more, there's more Batman, the war, more of this Batman in the future. Of course, you know, there's the sequel. Hell, yeah. I wouldn't like, I wouldn't mind if they did an- another one at some point, but you know, that one. So, I like that one. I don't think it's anywhere near the first, but I, it's always very uh, fuzzy in my mind. Mm-hmm. Master of the future. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. It doesn't hit hit as well. Uh, but I mean, the, the artist on that one, oh, let me see what was his name. Eduardo Barreto. Mm-hmm. He took, he took note, I think, of what worked with Batman and how Magnolia did it, and he he does a lot of you know pieces of Batman in Shadow too, mm-hmm. because I mean I think if you just flat out go, if you put this suit, you know, a, a lit room, fully cover colored, no shadow, I think that you could almost nitpick it to death. So by definitely keeping parts of it covered and not fully revealed helps in the the mystique mm-hmm. of Batman. This play off the intimidation yeah. of of this style and everything. So, um, but, you know, the shadows also. It, I mean, it keeps it keeps the primitive construction of the suit limited. You know, yeah, and it's more of just the silhouette Batman that we know. Yeah, but I mean, I still like the suit, so it's the suit never bothered me. So you like the suit so much, you took the figure out of the box. I so. did exactly. <laughs> that says a lot, right there. <laughs> You're wild, Bill. You're getting crazy. Yeah. I was, I was, 
I was getting a little crazy there. You're right. <laughs> uh, well, let's hop into some favorites then. Okay. Do you have... No, let's not say do you have. What is your favorite part of Gotham by Gaslight? Oh, I like the whole... The ending, the confrontation at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, um, bastard and, you know... Yeah. Uh, leave me alone. You know, Batman chasing, and it's just really, you know, uh, I really like it. I'd probably say that, you know, the the, the finale mm-hmm. is my favorite. Uh, I, I liked, and I was, hell, I liked the beginning where, you know, I mentioned it earlier with, you know, Bruce returns and he asks Alfred, is it still here? And, you know, it's been waiting for you. I like, really like that, that as well. Um, yeah. Hell, I like I like the whole damn thing. <laughs> How about the I'm whole thing? <laughs> I, the whole thing. That's whole it. Thing's the whole thing's a better part. Yeah. I think mine is that two-page spread that's just like a montage of Batman taking down criminals. Mm-hmm. The the myth is spreading. The legend is born. I just really I really like that part. Um, mm-hmm. For a bunch of different reasons. How about a favorite panel? Oh. Yeah. I like the the last one, the very Final last one page. on the gargoyle. Yeah, and that's I, tough. I, hell, I like. I mean, the, <laughs> cover, the whole damn the, thing. <laughs> the cover is awesome. You know, it's yeah. very it's it's similar to that la- that final page, but yeah. I'm kind of torn. I like where let's see in my trade it'd be page thirty five. Basically, when the Jack the Ripper is gonna get his basically his last intended victim and he says mm-hmm. oh my god and you see batman yeah. standing there in the alley yeah i really I like that one. yeah yep that's yeah. it yeah and then the next page you turn and batman's uh swinging and jack's like leave me alone leave me alone mm-hmm. i like both of those a lot yeah because it's kind of as it should be batman's not saying anything just his presence has mm-hmm. the bad guy freaking out scared yes us. It's so I I love both of those of those panels. <clears throat> I think you've already said it now, but let's repeat. What did you feel about, or how did you feel about the animated adaptation? I was not disappointed. Um, yeah, I like it quite a bit. It's one of my favorites. I did not have issue with the um, liberties taken. I mean, mm-hmm. it's an adaptation. You know, we talked about. Uh, well, you and I talked about with um, uh, on uh, oh, I look up here, Long Halloween films with Tim Sheridan, mm-hmm. the writer. Yeah, that that um, it that the Long Halloween animated film films soon to be film uh, is an adaptation of the of the graphic novel, mm-hmm. and. They had to go, and they and they made changes. I like, I I prefer when they do that when they take Gotham by Gaslight, um, or Long Halloween, and they adapt it and make it. It's kind of make it if it's its own, and it's you know it's just a different version of this, and it's inspired by the original story. Mm-hmm. I like that a little bit better. I prefer that, I guess I should say, yeah, over the year one, the dark Knight returns, even though I really, I love the dark Knight returns animated film. And I like year one quite a bit because I mean, you that's, you know, truth be told, we, you know, 
you know, you've read the comic book, you know what the hell, you know what it all is about. Yeah. So it was, I thought um, it was one of the really good things about the animated film is that <laughs> I was surprised at the, who Jack the Ripper was at the mm-hmm. end. And that was not, that's a good thing, you know? Um, yeah. I like that they inserted Selena Kyle, Catwoman, into the, the, the animated film. So, and even, they even had version of, of Robins, Robin, yes. Robins, you know, uh-huh. in it. So, yeah, uh, it's, it's, it's one of my favorites of the a- adaptations. I think sure. it's, it's definitely one of their strongest efforts mm-hmm. for sure. I, I really liked it. I, the style really reminded me of a darker version of the Batman animated series. Mm-hmm. Uh, inserting all the fun nods they, and poison Ivy ended up like, sadly, she's the first victim in the movie. Of, yes. Uh, Jack yeah. the Ripper. And yeah, like you said, the, Selena, I thought the Selena Kyle was awesome in that movie. I thought the Bruce Greenwood reprising the role of the voice of mm-hmm. Bruce Wayne. I thought he was awesome. I thought the movie, yeah, and the vibe. I think the vibe of the movie too, and um, all that. I thought that was a. I thought it was a really good adaptation. And like you said too, it, it kept the Gotham by Gaslight story in spirit, but just did its own mm-hmm. merging of Masters of Master of the Universe as well with the uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Oh, the World Fair. There you go. Like the World's Fair and the blimp and stuff like yeah. that. They used that, and so yeah, I thought I thought it was really really well done. Um, movie and urge definitely to just continue to do that for if future you, I, projects. I, if you can get, I think those who go, ah, you can't get hung up on the liberties they, they took with, with who the, 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 the killer was. I yeah. mean, I think one of the, the really good things about it is that hey, I was surprised, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was surprised. Yep. And maybe in, retro, in hindsight, <clears throat> retrospect, I was maybe a little bit more surprised with that than when I read the graphic novel, you know, back in the day. I, so, oh, I, I yeah. think so. Yeah, for sure. I think that's yeah. valid. It's yeah. In case somebody hasn't watched the movie yet, I won't give that part up, but go watch yeah. that movie. Uh, do you have any kind of final thoughts on Gotham by Gaslight? Anything you haven't said? Um, I guess I would say that it um, it is. I think it's a. I think it's. I think it's a classic, for sure. It started the whole Elseworlds run, so it's historically important. It. Um, it, it 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 may be the best of the Elseworlds, in my opinion. There's some, you know, there is some good ones. It's this is really, it's really good. I, it's I, it's a it's a great great Batman story, and I believe this Batman still exists on on one one of the DC Earths. Is that is, am I right when I say that? I'm not. You're correct. I'm not sure. I'm not. I'm not sure all of the numbering of these different. No, and I looked it up, and I should yeah. I should have written it down because I did look it up, and they'd said later on, I don't know who they they are in this instance, but it's been determined, you know, maybe it's somebody editor at DC or something like that, and they 
they earth 19 you know how the, it's always set around of like well they say it's gonna be a hard winner well, yeah they, they say it. it's always that it's their scapegoat of like oh we don't really know we just kind of heard through the grapevine i think it's the, <laughs> it's it's what is it's the it's the people that are on top of the rock of eternity that's right that's who they yeah. is yeah so you know them up there they're saying this is earth something <laughs> so it exists yes. yeah yeah uh, I echo everything that you said. I think it's a great Elseworlds story, taking Batman, putting him in another time period that, you know, what would Batman be like in this time period? And it's, uh, he would work. He'd be awesome. Down at his core, he'd mm-hmm. be the same person and he'd be kicking ass. So, yeah, uh, I, I, I really enjoy Gotham by Gaslight. Now, before we wrap up, I've got a, a couple more things for you. After each episode, I'd like to put a, a poll up on the Twitter feed. Uh, mm-hmm. The last one was asking everybody what their favorite Batman book of November was. Bill, I could probably know what you'd have said here, but the options were Batman the Imposter number two, Robin and Batman number one, uh, the Batman the Detective number six, and then the most mm. recent issue of Detective Comics. Uh, 54% of people who voted said the Imposter number two. Okay. That's what I voted. I think I voted that one. Yeah. I would have guessed that you would have voted that one as well. I Um, think I voted. I I think that's the way I voted on that poll. I think it's going to be a tough poll this month for the the favorite issue of December. But the poll, the question I'm going to ask for this episode is which revelation of Jack the Ripper worked better for you? The comic or the movie? Mm, That's tough. Yeah. Would you would you know what you'd answer right now? Because I don't. If I'm basing it, can I say? Go for it. Yeah. Okay. If I, I'll go with what first popped in my mind. Okay. And that is from the film because it shocked me more than the comic book revelation. I think that's what I'm going to vote too. <laughs> okay. <laughs> because yeah, it was, and there's it was something a... that, yeah, there's, there's something to say for being surprised. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Yep. I mean, if that's what something, you went it, instant like that was to the movie, that means that that left an impression yeah. on you. So, yeah, because it's like, <clears throat> you know, it's like, here's a hint uh, or um, a recommendation to all of the, all the people, all the millions of people listening right now. That's right. Do not seek out all the information you can about a movie or anything else that you're going to, that you're going to either watch or read or listen to for entertainment purposes, because it'll be a lot better if you go in, not knowing very yep. much about it, you know, then backtrack and see yes. if certain things, oh, they were talking around this or they were hinting yeah. at this. And then then it becomes really fun to play a detective yourself and go back yeah. and see all the little breadcrumbs sprinkled. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. 100%. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. And then finally, last part, Bill. Yeah. We heard from some of the fans. We've got some questions. Let's see what other Batman fanboys think. First up, Javi. Our boy Javi, Batman on Mm -hmm. 
he asked, who would you cast as a live action Gotham by Gaslight Batman? Man. Ooh. Ooh. So if I say Robert Pattinson, is that a cop out? <laughs> uh, no, it's that. Okay. That he sounds like an answer. <laughs> here's what, here's what I, here's how I answer that. When people okay. ask me about who would you cast as this? Give me an actor. Give me a good actor first. Yeah. Okay. Give me a good actor. Hell, give me someone that makes me kind of do a double take, you know, mm-hmm. um, Keaton Pattinson, all of them. You can name Heath Ledger. Yeah. Because I'll take the, I'll take the good actor over aesthetics, the aesthetic any day. Is that good enough of an answer? That's a much better answer than I've got. Cause I don't have one. Okay. I, I could have, because I, I'm just not good with, uh, actors, uh, casting, you know, much uh, any, yeah. anymore. And I mean, sadly I would have said maybe army hammer, but yeah. he, he really fell off, fell off the rails there. Um, I'd almost young, say, I, 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 I'll give you a name just for, sure. just for the sake of it. Cause and it's not going to happen. So it's not like this is on my wish list. Yeah. But a, a, a 30, a 30 year old, a 30 ish year old Jude law. Nice. Okay. Got it. I'd have said almost maybe a mid thirties, Bruce Greenwood even. Yeah. He is. He could I think he could handle it. Cause I think Jude law is a good actor Yeah, and I can see the whole, I know it's the United States. I know the Gotham's in the United States and the stories in the United States. But being a Victorian era, I just some reason when I read this, they all have some sort of slight British accent mm-hmm. in, in my head. <laughs> so I'll pick a British actor. Yeah. Yeah. That I, works. But, I, but I'll officially my answer is give me a good actor. Yeah. Always start with the actor. So. Okay. Javi, thanks for the question. And then our our final question, second question is from Austin. And he asked, if you could create your own Batman story as a one shot, one, who would you have do the art and colors, etc.? And two, what's that story about? And who's the villain? Mm. I'll go first because mine is okay. instant ready. Okay. Lieber okay. Mayhill. Okay. Give me a another Batman Noel ish story of a one shot by Lee. Uh, he controls the coloring. He draws it. If he wants to write it, go for it. Um, but okay. I'll take more Libra Mayhill all day, every day. And then the story, because we don't have enough, and ironically enough, that's he's the villain in the next movie, uh, I would want a Riddler story. We don't have the definitive Riddler comic book story, I don't think. I, I think he's a little underutilized, even. Um, I think you can, you can point out for a lot of the rogues, you know, Joker has a, you know, a handful of them. Penguin has a, has one. There's some Catwoman stories, but give us a, a Riddler story in the sense of, and I've always said, uh, did you ever see David Fincher's the game? Mm-hmm. I thought long ago. Yeah. The look of seven with a plot like the game. I mm-hmm. feel like that would be a good Batman Riddler story. Where it's almost oh, like yeah. Riddler has he's he told you at the beginning what he's gonna do, or you know some kind of making you second guessing yourself and having yeah. to a story like that drawn by Lee Bermejo. Let's do it. Come on, Lee. I know okay. you're listening. 
Of course he is. Of course. Um, okay, I got I got something for you. All right. It came it and I didn't have to. It it came organically here. All right. Give me give me Matt Wagner writing and doing the art, and then taking taking the the little the little store little short stories in Batman number one. 1940 Batman number one and, and doing, uh, doing, uh, uh, up to date, uh, combined story of that kind of like, you know, he did with Batman, the monster man and, um, and, uh, what am I? Mad monk. Batman, the mad monk, mad monk. Yeah. Uh, and do something, you know, take Batman number one because it's first appearance of the Joker. First appearance of Catwoman. do something, you know, Take that, take that, and combine it, and do that. Matt Wagner, yeah. There you take go. Take my money. Yeah, I'll take that. That'd be that'd be great. Come on, DC, we're giving the ideas here. Sure. All right. All right. Thanks for the question, Austin and Bill. With that being said, um, let's put a bow on it. Thanks for coming okay. back to the show. Anytime. You you. This one was a long time coming. It was one you mentioned long ago. So now, I mean. The invite's always there. You gotta, you gotta yeah, go gotta, way back in the archives and think of another one. Now. The ones that <laughs> I, um, the ones that I've done are the, the ones that first came to my mind. You know, when I yeah. was, you know. So I've got to, I got to, I got to take a look at my library here and, and, you know, maybe something, maybe something newer that's recent that. People haven't fear state? read. <laughs> oh hell yeah! You say that people haven't read, and I say fear state. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh jeez. Anyways, I don't, I don't need know. to bash it. Um, a lot of yeah. people like it. Good for them. Uh, why don't you go ahead and plug away if people, for some reason, don't know where they can find you and follow you? Uh, you can read all of anything I do or listen to anything I say via podcast or articles. On Batman on film, Batman dash on dash film.com heading into year 24. Woo. So 24 that's coming up. Yeah. Yeah. Daggum. No. Yeah. 24. I got it. Yeah. Golly. And anyway, uh, on Twitter at Batman on film, just for the Batman on Film news feed, that's at the Batman on Film on Twitter. Uh, you can find me. You can find Batman on Film on Instagram at Batman on Film. Uh, if you have no Fs left to give, <laughs> uh, go to go go to tpublic.com slash Batman on Film. There's some stuff there. You can you can sport or stick on your computer, sticker wise, um, whatever. And uh, I think that's about it. Oh, Patreon! If you like the stuff we do on Batman on Film, patreoncom slash film. and um, I think that's it. All right, everybody knows. Everybody knows where to find me. I think, <laughs> for better or worse, right? <laughs> for better or worse, that's exactly right. As I was going to say, <laughs> better or worse. Uh, you can find you can find my postings. I've got quite a few of them up on Batman on Film. For comic reviews, uh, Lego reviews, interview with Lee Bermejo, interview with Tim Sheridan that I did here with Bill and Micah Ramey. As for the Batman Book Club, you can follow on Twitter and Instagram at the Batman BC for latest episodes, upcoming episodes, sometimes even some giveaways. 
You can also check out the Batman Book Club YouTube channel where the a recent posting was the from script to screen where we analyzed the adaptation of the Under the Hood story into Under the Red Hood movie. That was a good discussion. You can email with questions or comments at thebatmanbc at gmail.com. Like I said at the top of the show, you can go to patreon.com slash thebatmanbc to help support the show if you'd like to. You can also, like Bill said, go to tpublic.com slash thebatmanbc for some merchandise to support the show, like t-shirts, hoodies, notebooks, magnets, stickers, onesies for your for your young ones. But if you want to support the show and don't want to spend any money at all, that's 100% A-OK. You can do it by rating and reviewing the show on Apple Podcasts. A link to that page is in the description of this episode. The more reviews it gets, the more it helps spread the word. And as we all know, the word is panic. So, for Bill Ramey, I am Ryan Mauer. And until next time, read more Batman comics. <laughs>